Hey, this is Welby Pierce. I'm the lead pastor of Hope Rising Church. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope it inspires you, hope it builds your faith, and hope it gives you perspective to see how God is moving in your life. I hope you enjoy the message. I don't know if you forgot what church you're in today, but let's go. All right, let's get it. And so, hey, it's good to see you this morning. It's going to be good. Why don't you high-five like three people next to you as hard as you can and tell them, come on, I love this crazy love, crazy love, crazy love. Yes. Yeah. So good. Hopefully you didn't hurt their hand too bad. Uh, But, you know the violent, they should be taken by force. And so, uh, anyways, hey, it's good to see you. I mean, I, I hope, I, I want you to know something. We love worship. Man, we love worship. And so, uh, man, I, I encourage you uh, to, to find some time to worship the Lord during the week. Let not Sunday be the only time that uh, you spend time with Jesus, uh, but find some time during the week. Uh, I promise you, it will make your week better. All right? Everybody say, I. So cool. Hey, I'm Pastor Welby, lead pastor. And, um, and so, like I said earlier, if I had not had a chance to meet you, I would love to do that. I got a few things that I really um, need to, to bring to the table this morning to, to help us uh, just communicate some things going on uh, coming up. And so if, if you would just kind of just, just lean in just a little bit right now. But uh, we are in a season of, of preparation uh, with our, our groups. We will uh, be our summer semester of groups. Uh, is going to start June 23rd through August 3rd. It's, it's six weeks. So every summer we will have a, um, a group, uh, a, a group season that is six weeks long. Uh, because we know summer is, it's different. People are traveling. People have got different plans and all that stuff. So we do six weeks in the summer. And, uh, and so and we also do semesters in the, in the spring and the fall. So, uh, but just know that we are, we're gearing up for that. And there's a group leaders meeting tonight. We've been telling you for the past couple of weeks. Uh, let's go groups, come on. And so maybe your next step, maybe you've been wondering what your next step is. You've been, you've been going and attending a group. Maybe you would like to start leading a group. Tonight is your night. Everybody say, tonight's my night, come on. Uh, Man, we want, we'd love for you to, to go to a meeting tonight uh, at the Sefuentes household. And so if you, if, you need, uh, if you need directions to that, you can go to the Connect booth right after service. We'd love to get you connected with that address. And so it's going to be at their house at 5 p.m. And uh, man, we're just going to go over kind of what to expect during a, a, what a summer semester of groups looks like for us. And so uh, you don't have to, um, uh, here's some things that you need to know. You don't have to be like, super spiritual to lead a group. Like, I know some of you thought, man, I, I, I don't have it all together. It's okay. You don't have to have it all together to lead a group. Uh, you can lead a fun group. You can, you can lead a, uh, a Bible study. You can lead a, let's go find some grub and talk about Jesus group. I mean, whatever it is, whatever, whatever the passions already are inside of you, just let that overflow into a group. And so uh, we'll be talking more about that tonight at Enrique's house and Carmelita's house. And so um, get the address if you are interested in being a part of that. Also, 
Also, uh, in all, all Sundays in June, we're going to be having a kids camp experience. It's something we've been doing. We, we, did, we tried this last year and it worked beautifully. Uh, I want you to know that your kids are going to want to be here in June. It's going to be an amazing time. Uh, we love what we were able to do last year. Uh, one week we'll be having like water slides and uh, it'd be a big old water day. Man, they're going to love what, what is going on. I'm telling you, uh, I'm so thankful that, that we got a kids ministry that just doesn't babysit your kids but gives them Jesus uh, at the same time. How many are glad that it's not a babysitting service, but it, it, it's a group of people that are passionate that want to see your kids find Jesus? Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks, God. Me and you, bro, we're right here. Let's get it. All right. And so I'll pay you later, but let's go. Uh, we're gonna, it's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to want to make sure your kids are here in June uh, to be a part every Sunday, our kids camp experience. And then, uh, hey, uh, before we get going uh, into the message, I'll, I'll, I want to honor, uh, honor a couple here today. Uh, you know we have a huge uh, culture of honor here, and we love honoring people. And we got some fresh church planters getting ready to plant a church here in September in uh, the Sugarland area. And so I want to honor Derek and Lisa Earhart. Come on, hey, wait, I, would you just stand real quick? Just come on. Let's old school stand. Come on. There we go. Would y'all give it up for them? Man, we go way back. We go way back, and uh, man, we're so thankful for you guys answering the call, and uh, man, we're so honored you and what God's doing, and so they're going to be launching in September, and uh, man, we're, we're pumped for y'all, man, God's, uh, God's already been doing cool things through uh, as they prepare, and uh, man, we, we talk a lot pretty much every week, just kind of uh, just talking life and asking questions, and so uh, man, happy for you guys, proud of y'all, y'all keep it going. So today we're going to start... Week two of our series, She Said. Everybody say, She Said. We're, going to, we're in week two, and we're going to talk about a lady named Rahab. Anybody heard of the lady named Rahab? Any, any people maybe grew up in church and you heard of Rahab? Well, well let's, I'm just going to go ahead and break the ice, okay? Rahab was a prostitute. I know. And, and she was in the Bible. I know that's scandalous, but Rahab was a prostitute, and I, I'm going to go ahead and get to the end of the, the chase here for you, okay? She ends up being like great, great, great times like 27 or something like that, grandma of Jesus himself. So, so the question is, is how, do, how do you become, how do you go from being a prostitute to being in the bloodline of Jesus, to being in the lineage of Jesus himself. What would, what would she say to us? I think if she was here today, she would say, my life didn't start off very well. In fact, I, I found myself in life in some really dark moments, some really dark places of my life. Or maybe I didn't know the answers, and maybe I was searching and trying to seek after things that that, that I knew maybe weren't right, but it's all I knew. And, and we, we don't even know why she was in prostitution. We don't know what caused that for, for her to, to, to be in that. We just know that she, she was in prostitution. But what she would tell us is, I was disappointed with my life. Or maybe for, for when you're feeling disappointed with your life. When, when you feel like things aren't going your way. Anybody ever felt like things weren't going your way? When, when maybe some things that you, you have prayed for or some things that you thought were the right way and they turned out not turning out the way you wished they would or thought they would. 
She would tell us, let God write your story. In fact, this is the big idea. If you're taking notes, I encourage you to take notes. But if you're writing down some, some notes or taking screenshots of the, of the screen behind me, let God write your story. Let God write your story. In fact, let God pick up the pen and just begin to write. Hebrews 12, 2 says, he is the author and finisher of our faith. You know, there has to be a moment where you decide to take the pen out of your hand and hand it over to God and say, God, would you write my story? So let's, let's study Rahab's story today, if you will. I want you to know a few, a few nuggets here. One is this, God searches for you to be in his story. God searches for you to be in his story. In fact, he initiates the story himself. I remember for me, I was, I was eight years old and it was, a, it was a kid's camp experience that somebody was up speaking and had praise and worship and, and I felt God tugging on my heart. And so I, I, remember, I remember at eight years old in a hot outside tabernacle, sweating, looked like I probably peed my pants because I was sweating so bad giving my life to Jesus. And I just remember being at the altar, you know, like, like you weren't saved really, like as a kid, like when I grew up, like if you didn't cry. Come on, it didn't mean nothing if you, like, like come on. Like, like sometimes you got like a lot to give to Jesus, but I was eight, I didn't have nothing. I just was like, here I am. But, but no, you, you had to cry, man. And so, man, I just remember crying and just, just giving, just giving my life to Jesus, saying, saying God, take it all. But it wasn't really until I was at the age of 15 where, where a friend invited me to come back to church. See, I'd gone to church, but I didn't like church. I didn't like our youth group. I didn't like going to church. It just, it just wasn't, it wasn't cool to me or wasn't fun to me. And I remember, remember this specific night. He was like, hey, well, come on, why don't you come? You need to be here anyways. So I was like, all right, so I'm going to go to the youth group. It was a Wednesday night. And uh, our auditorium was dark when we walked in, and, and we had these. It was kind of like an old school building, and had the, these be, this, these big uh, wooden uh, A-frame banisters, or what, just, it kind of would like frame the roof and support. They were supports and all that stuff. They tried to make them look nice, but they were like bricks, right? And so I remember walking by this 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 banister or this brick of a pillar, uh, whatever, and I remember hitting my shoulder, bam! And I remember saying words that you're not supposed to say in the auditorium of a church. And my friend looked at me and he was like, oh, like I just defiled the sanctuary, okay? Like I just said words that, that you're not supposed, he didn't even know I knew. And he was like, what in God's green earth did you just say? And I, you know, and so, so I, so I sat through church and, and our, our youth pastor is speaking and I, and I began to feel the tug of God on my heart in my life. And I began to, to realize that, that he was initiating the story. And I answered the call that day and said, Jesus, really take all of me. This crazy love that, that we sing about, God, take it all. And so I remember, I remember it changing the trajectory of my life. And I remember the next year, I was 16 years old. And I was on a mission trip. I remember sitting on a bus coming from Mexico back into, into the United States. And, and I remember the Lord speaking to me. I remember crying on a bus 
full of hot, sweaty teenagers. I was sitting by myself, but God began to speak to me and began to change me again to say, hey, I want you to go into ministry because I got some things planned for you. Let me write your story. And it's in the middle of your darkness, God will come searching for you. It's in the middle of your darkness, when you feel all alone, when nobody is there, he's going to come searching for you. And that's what happened to Rahab. She was a prostitute and she lived in the wall of Jericho. Her house was literally built into the wall. And Joshua, he is the leader of the Israel army and Moses is dead and this torch has been passed to Joshua and, and they're actually getting ready to go and take over Jericho. But before they do, he has to send some spies into the land to go check out the enemy. How many know if you ever played sports, there's like, like you'll go scout the other team, right? Because you want to be prepared for them, all right? The Rockets need to do a little bit better job of scouting the Golden State Warriors just a little bit. Come on. And so... Anyways, uh, those, those for sports lovers. And so, but he would send spies to go check out the land. So this is what it says in Joshua 2, verse 1. Then Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two spies from, I ain't even gonna say it. <laughs> like, there's no good way to say that. You could church it up. You could just straight up say it. I don't know, it's in the Bible, it'd be, it, it'd be okay for me to say it, but some of you go home and be like, my pastor's cussing from the stage. So he secretly sends two spies from where they're staying. And uh, he goes and looks over the land, he said, or go look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab, and they stayed there. Rahab wasn't searching for them. In fact, they were searching for her. And they ended up in her house. Why, why, why did they end up at her house? Because I believe God had a plan. Because God had a plan. And God, he made sure that this place they snuck into the city of Jericho just happened to be in the window of her house. It just happened to be the window of a prostitute's house in the city of Jericho. Turn to somebody next to you and say, open your window. Come on, that's the title of my message. Open your window. God's been coming for some of you. He's ready for you to hand over the pen of your life and give it to him and let him begin to rewrite your story. In fact, the Bible says that he stands at the door and he knocks. And maybe he's knocking today. Maybe, maybe it's next Sunday. Maybe it's Wednesday on your drive to work. And he is knocking at the door. Notice it doesn't say that he just barges in. Notice it doesn't say he just kicks the, he just like, he just kicks the door in. Jackie chans the door. Not like, like, like he just stands at the door and he knocks. But I want to give you a warning because he doesn't always do that. There's scriptures that say that God's spirit doesn't always strive with man. 
that he gives you moments and, and he gives you opportunities. And, and maybe you're here today and, and, and there's some opportunities knocking at your door. You hear, you hear God knocking on the door of your heart and, and you're like, maybe, maybe it's time to change jobs. And he's knocking and he's trying, to, he's trying to, to get you, to set you up to where he wants you to go so your story continued to be written the way he designed it and desires for it to be. Maybe you've been coming for months or weeks and you've been hearing us talk about growth track and dream team and, and, and maybe God's been knocking on your heart. I need to go to growth track and I, and I need to join the dream team, man. I need to start fulfilling my purpose and who God's called me to be. Maybe, maybe it's lead a group. Come on. Like, like maybe you need to lead a group. Like step out in faith. Come on, step out and do something you've never done. Take some risk. Open your window. Answer the door. John 15 says, you didn't choose me. Jesus said, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruits. So let God write your story. Secondly, God always makes a way for us to be in his story. Aren't you glad he makes a way for you to be in the story? Come on, like, like you're in the like, supporting cast. Sometimes we get it twisted that we're the main characters, but Jesus is the main character, okay? But, but we're the supporting cast that God always makes a way for us to be in a story. The spies, they, they had to leave and tell what they had discovered. They had, they had surveyed the enemy. They had surveyed the land. And it was time for them to go back and report to Joshua what they had discovered. But before they did, they told Rahab, they said, listen here, girl. Like, you can't be telling anybody that we were here, where we're going, what we're about to do. Like, you can't do this. And if you do, we'll spare your life. Like, if you, if you stay true to this oath, we'll spare your life if you don't tell the leaders the people, what's about to take place. So in Joshua, the story continues in verse 17. It says, before they left, the men told her, we will be bound by the oath we had taken, only if you follow these instructions. When we come into the land, you must leave this scarlet rope hanging from the window through which you let us down. This scarlet cord or, or this scarlet rope, it represents the blood of Jesus. It will make a way of escape for you in, in any situation that you've got going on. You can take away, but you need to take away that has already been provided for you. Come on, somebody. Like, like this scarlet rope, it was a way provided for the spies to escape. But there's a way of escape that you and I both need, need to have, both, that we both need to have this access to the Father, and it's through the blood of Jesus Christ himself. Come on, that's good news for somebody today. Amen. And if you betray us, however, we're not bound by this oath in any way. I accept your terms, she replied. I think that's a really good answer, right? I accept your terms. I don't want to die. And she sent them on their way, leaving the scarlet rope hanging from the window. So Joshua and the Israelite army, they show up. Bible says they, they march around the city seven times. The seventh time, man, they start making noise, man. They start blowing their trumpets. 
right? Like, they just, like, like, here we come. Like, you've been wondering what we've been doing here for just a little bit, but now we're, like, ready to take you on, all right? And so the Bible tells us that the walls come tumbling down. All the walls of Jericho. Except for one section. One section. And can you, can you imagine what one section stood up in the wall when everything else around them fell? Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and help you out. I'm gonna give you cliff notes. Rahab's house, all right? Rahab's house is the only section that stays standing. Why? Because she applied the blood of Jesus. She applied what God did for her as a way out. You don't like the story that's being written in your life? I want you to know that there's a way out. But there's only one way out. There's not two ways. There's not three ways. There's not four, not five. No, there's one way out, and his name is Jesus. Like, you'll think or you'll say things like this. If I just get another degree, it'll it'll get better. I'll get promoted, and I'll make more money. If I just get another wife, things will look out and look a little bit better. If I could just trade my kids in, like, like it'll be wonderful. You'll just... You just keep on trying and, and, and you just keep on writing your own story and your days just continue to get darker and darker and darker. But when you allow Jesus to change your life, he could turn your dark days into light again. I love what it says in Romans 8, 28 says, and we know, we know, we don't assume, we don't guess, we know that God causes everything, everybody say everything, He causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So not only was she saved and her her family saved, there was more. She thought it was just about being saved. She just thought, man, if I could just just get saved past this moment, if I I could just escape this moment. But, But God said, no, Rahab, there's more. Rahab, you're gonna you're gonna be the great grandma of Jesus. How about that for a title? Come on, like, are there any great grandmas out there, great grandpas out there? How many know that that's a wonderful title? Like, that, that's something great. You know what's so wonderful about being a great, a, a great grandparent or a grandparents? You get to, like, love on your, your grandkids and love them, and, and you can keep them for a couple days or a couple hours, but you get to give them back. Like, here you go, be blessed. They're all sugared up. They've stayed up, you know, 24 hours a day. Be blessed. Now, Rahab, you're going to be the great-grandma of Jesus. Mm. This third nugget, God's story always has a redemptive ending. Write this down. God's story always has a redemptive ending. Redemptive means it's, it's better than you think it is. Like last night, I had some, some sushi. I, was, I, just, I can't really find a really... I, I like sushi, okay? So don't judge me, all right? Um... But there, there's not a lot of great sushi places in Cyprus. But I, we went to a place last night, had some sushi, and 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 I was and and I had some dessert. And so I was asking him about this dessert. It was these, it was fried Oreos and ice cream. Come on, like you know, Jesus is. It was in the middle of that, and and so I said, "Is it good?" And he was, and he's like, "Yeah, it's good." I said, "No, is it good?" 
He's like, yeah, like I like it. And I'm like, no, 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 like don't try and sell me. Like, like, do you like it? Do you go home and dream about it? Do you like come into work and just want to eat that and not eat sushi? Like, how is it that good? And he's like, yeah, I promise you, you'll love it. I was like, okay, give me one. And then, and then he, so then he brought it and I started eating it. And I was like, this is better than I thought it was going to be. This is better than I, I thought it was going to be. You see, this redemptive, this redemption means it's better than you think it is. And he is just Jesus or God, he doesn't just want to forgive your sins. No, 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 that, that's too, that's too short-sighted. Jesus just doesn't want to, to take the blood of Jesus and forgive you of your sins, although that is great. And although we need that, although it is important, giving your life to Jesus is not the end of a spiritual journey. It's just the beginning. Man, man, there's something new about this. There's a newness. The Bible says all things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Oh, it's not the end. Giving your life to Jesus, it's just the beginning. Things are about to get really good. So the next time Rahab's name is mentioned in the book of Matthew, the New Testament, the first book, her name is mentioned again. And, and you know, Matthew mentions 42 grandfathers of Jesus. He starts off with the lineage of Jesus. And I, I don't know about you, have you ever, like you got to Matthew chapter one, and if you're a Bible reader, and you're like, I'm just gonna skip over Matthew one because a whole bunch of names I don't really care about. Anybody? Anybody ever done that? Okay, just the preacher, cool, all right. Um, so, uh, just the preacher, all right, awesome. So, so anyways, if, if you had done that before, uh, we won't judge you, but but it starts off just listing grandfather after grandfather after grandfather, Abraham, right? And it just, just begins to list these names off. But he, he only mentions four grandmothers of Jesus. All these dudes, but only four grandmothers of Jesus. How would he do that? Well, one reason, Matthew's a tax collector. And nobody likes tax collectors back then, or today for that matter. I mean, let's be real, right? And so, so Matthew's a tax collector, and he's got a bad rap. And he's, he is now a disciple of Jesus himself. I think he's letting people know, hey, if I can get in, so can you. It's all right. And so this, I, I love this, y'all. Follow me here. Matthew chapter one, verse three. It says, Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Now you gotta know Tamar, one of the, the most, you can find in Genesis chapter 38, one of the most uh, gruesome um, stories of the Bible. Mistreated and just, you go home and read Genesis chapter 38 and it, you, just, your heart begins to break for Tamar. In verse five, Salmon was the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Rahab, the prostitute, right? Lived some dark days, got a bad past, not really, got some things we're not proud of. Boaz was the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Ruth wasn't even, wasn't even Jewish, and she finds herself in the line, the lineage of Jesus himself. I believe he was letting, he was letting you know, hey, God, God lets outsiders in. God lets outsiders in. In fact, if, if you're new here, I want you to know today that, that we actually prepare church every Sunday for outsiders. 
Like we have church for outsiders. Like you're, you're here today, it may be your first time, you may be here for two or three weeks. I want you to know we, we, we plan for you to be here. In fact, we expect for you to be here. Maybe you don't even know Jesus. Man, we're so glad you're here. We think that's the best thing in the world. Like you're in the best place. Maybe you're just trying to figure this walk out, this, this, this man named Jesus, and what better place to, to, to figure it out than here? He was letting you know, hey, God will let other people in. And so Obed was the father of Jesse, and Jesse was the father of King David, and David was the father of Solomon, whose mother was Bathsheba, the widow of Uriah. In the Old Testament, you could read this story about David and Bathsheba, and Bathsheba, she's, she's bathing on, on her rooftop, and, and she's thinking that she's alone and not being watched, but, but David is at his palace, and he, he gets up, and instead of being at war where he's supposed to be, how many know when you're not where you're supposed to be, you get in trouble sometimes, all right? And so David, uh, David he looks over through his window, and he's like, oh, sweet baby Jesus, like, get her and bring her over here. Yes, yes, Lord, okay? And so, so he summons Bathsheba while her husband is at war, has an affair with her, ends up getting her pregnant, and tries to cover up the pregnancy by bringing Uriah, her husband, home, and it doesn't work because he's a faithful man to, to the king, and so he sends him back out to the enemy's front lines and has him killed to cover up his own sin, his own mess. So why did Matthew insert these four names? Because this is what I believe he wants you to know. That God will forgive the darkest sins, Tamar. God will use you regardless of your past, Rahab. Come on. God will not leave anyone out, Ruth. And God can heal any situation, Bathsheba. Come on, there is hope for people that have a past. There's hope for people that are hurting. There are hope for people that regardless of their past and what they've done, that there's redemption for them. Come on, it's better than you think it is. And I just believe Rahab would say these words as words of encouragement. I believe she would say, God invites you to be a part of his story, so join him. I would tell you today, join him. Say yes. Stop resisting God. Answer the door of your heart. In John 8, it says, Jesus, he spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. And if you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. And in Luke, it says, then he said to the crowd, if any one of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross daily and follow me. You wanna join Jesus? Take up your cross, follow me. And if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Give God your life. I promise you, God can do more with your life than you can. God can do more with your life than you can. You may even be here this morning and feel like, I don't even know how God can use the little that I feel like I have left in my life. Can I tell you that the Bible says that little is much when God is in it? That little is much, that, that if you just will give God what you have, God will take that and use it and multiply it and will do things that you thought never possible. Come on, it's better than you think it is. So just join him. And I think she would go on to say, God wants to surprise you with his love. So accept him. Don't just join him. Accept him. 
I believe she would say this because she was shocked that of all the people in Jericho, God chose to use a prostitute. God chose to use somebody with a past. And I just believe God does this intentionally with people. Oh, you're jacked up? Dude, you are a candidate for God to use you. Like, don't feel like your jacked upness like disqualifies you from who God wants you to be and, and being able to do something great for the Lord. Can I tell you that, that the person you're sitting next to is, is jacked up? See, I, 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 we talk about this all the time here at this church. Like, like, we're not trying to pretend or front like we got it all together. Like, I don't have it all together. You don't have it all together. The person next to you doesn't have it all together. Your husband doesn't. Your wife doesn't. Your kids don't. Like, but we're going to walk this thing out together. So accept him. He wants you to know that there's no place you can go that love, the love of God can't reach. Man, that's good news right there. That's good news right there. There's no place you can go. There's no thing that you can do that'll make God love you any more or any less. He loves you. He is into you. The word says he calls us by name. Hebrews 4, 15 says, we don't have a priest who's out of touch with reality. He's been through, our, through weakness and, and testing. He's experienced it all. He knows but he didn't sin. So let's walk right up to him. Dude, I love that. You see how personable Jesus is? Let's just walk right up to him. Ask him for some fried Oreos. And get what he's so ready to give. I don't know about you, Andy. I need to get, I need to get some more from Jesus. It's not just a one-stop shop. Come on. Like every day I'm coming back to Jesus. I need some more fried Oreos. Come on. Like I'm going back to that sushi place, man. It was so good and delicious. Not just the Oreos, but, but, the, but the sushi itself. I was like, man, this is my spot. Like I'm going to be coming back here. We got to go back to Jesus and get what he's so ready to give. And I love it. It says, it says take the mercy and accept the help. Take the mercy and accept the help. Like he's willing. He wants to help you. Accept it. Lastly, she'd say, God wants you to love others with your actions, so serve them. So, so serve them. She'd say, God had a plan for my life. She'd walk around like, I'm the grandma of Jesus. Like, she got some mad swag going on. Like, I'm grandma of Jesus. Once he fixes your story, I believe that he wants you to tell somebody about your story. And by fixing it, I, mean, I don't mean that it's all perfect. I mean, you found Jesus, and this is what I was going through, but this is, this is where I am today. Once I was blind, but, but now I see a little clearer. Once the, the path was really dark, but, but I'm able to take my next step because he's shining light to my next steps. We think we have to have it all together, but we don't. God will use your grief. He'll use your hurts. He'll use your pain to help other people. Can I tell you that we have to find ourselves to be in a spot to be vulnerable? And nobody likes to be vulnerable. Nobody really likes to be honest, like completely honest. You ever said that phrase? Can I be completely honest with you? 
Like, no, why don't you lie to me? Like, that, 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 please, please lie to me. You know, that'd be, that'd be a great idea. Uh, but we say, we say phrases like that because I think sometimes we're afraid of being honest, but also we're afraid of people being honest with us. But God will use those things. He'll use the dark times of our life to bring light to other people. First John, we, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and our sisters. When's the last time you stopped your busy schedule for a brother or a sister? If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. I believe if Jesus was here today, he'd say something like, put up or shut up. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe he wouldn't say it like that. Maybe that's, maybe that's just my, my, you know, my, uh, my, the way my mind works. But can I tell you that when I read this scripture, I, I think of this church. Let us not say that we love each other. Just say that we love each other. Let's just not high five and give some bro hugs and, you know, worship together like it's great. But let us show the truth by our actions. And so um, one, of our, one, of our, one of the things that we value here is generosity. Generosity with your time, generosity with the gifts and the talents that God's given you, generosity through your giving financially. And I want you to know that this church is so generous. You're, you're generous. You are a generous people. And because you're so generous, we're able to do things that most churches at this stage of the game aren't able to do. It's just not possible. If I'm being honest with you, we shouldn't be able to do ministry on the level that we do. We shouldn't be able to do the things that we get to do. We shouldn't be able to love on the people that we get to love, love on because it's all because of your generosity. And I'm specifically talking about your giving. And... Um, so I, I, we made up a couple of slides because I told you the last couple of weeks that I wanted to bring to you some kind of like a, almost like a mid-year giving report if I can, because I just think this is awesome. So last year, 2018, <clears throat> last year, 2018, we locally, here locally in the Cyprus and the Houston area, we gave $15,312.84 that's just locally. <clears throat> that's, that's feeding the teachers. That's, that's helping support other church plants and other churches. So, someone told me last year, we're giving money to other churches? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to stop right here just for a second. And can I tell you, I ain't playing this, but I'm going to say it. I want to say thank you. Because I got friends that are pastors that are about to lose their house, about to lose cars. They don't know where their next meal is going to come from. They're hurting. Because this all looks good, but their churches aren't generous. And so while a man of God stands up and speaks, 
and pours out his heart, he goes home wondering, how am I gonna make it to tomorrow? I just wanna say thank you for your generosity because it puts a little ease in my step that I don't have to worry about. Can I just, can I be real? Is it okay? Can I just be honest? That I don't have to worry about, am I gonna be able to pay my mortgage? Am I have to worry about putting food on my table for my kids? Because of your generosity. Dude, we're giving it away. Nationally, last year, we gave $4,000 away to church plants all across the nation. And so all last year, we gave $19,312.84 away. I think that's something to celebrate. It's amazing. But it gets better. I'm so pumped. Y'all, it's May. Everybody say, it's May. That was all 12 months of last year. But it's May. 2019. We've already given locally $11,090.79. Feeding the teachers. Hope Week. Church plants. Church plants that are starting. We're part of this. You see other churches that are church plants and you see them around, just know you, you might have had a hand in it. Can I tell you, we, 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 we gave to a church just the other day and they were able to go and, and, and buy chairs and buy platforms for their stage and like it, buying sound equipment because we were able to give to another church that, that didn't have the money to do it, but we did. And we say, hey, we just want to bless you. We just want to do our part. We have money just not to talk about it, but that we could do something about it. And if we can do something about it, baby, we're going to do something about it. Like we're not going to, we're not going to let we're not going to let other churches that are bringing the hope of Jesus to other people stand by and suffer when us can stand with them beside them and say, hey, we got your back. Pumps me up. We've already given away $10,000 away nationally to other church plants. Can I tell you, we gave money the other day to a church up in New York, and, uh, and they've got, they've got a, a, a mobile uh, they, it, they're, they're, I don't even know what they call it. Like, it's like a mobile sanitary unit. And what they're doing is, is they are taking, uh, they're taking this mobile unit and going to the homeless. And it's a place where they can, the homeless can shower and they can bathe in a decency. They're giving them underwear and shorts and shirts and deodorant and toothpaste and the, the, the necessities that we take for granted and giving it to them. And so I was like, man, why would we not want to be a part of that? So many times you give, you don't even know what your money goes towards. Dude, just letting you know. World giving, we expanded this year. We were able to give $1,000 to an orphanage in Haiti so, so kids can eat, so kids can learn, kids can be rescued from the streets and rescued from poverty. Dude, we've given away this year already $22,090.79. Come on. Come on, that's something to celebrate right there. Come on, it's only May. Come on. That's so good. And you know why that happens? Because you're generous. 
It's not just a sign that you see when you walk in as one of our core values that says generosity. It's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to live it out. Come on, that's $22,000. There's churches three, four times our size that aren't giving that much money. Look, I, I, don't, I don't know what God is doing necessarily all throughout our church, but what I do know what he's doing is he's calling us to help resource other people. He's helping us to go to those that are hurting and say, let us help you. Let us stand beside you. Come on, you got a dream in your heart. Come on, you want to plan a church. Come on, we want to stand beside you and help bring Jesus to help those people that we may never reach, we may never see, but you're going to see them and you're going to bring hope to them and you're going to bring the love of God that they need in their moment, in their crisis. Their marriage is going to be broken. Come on, they're going to be broken. Their kids are going to be strung out on drugs. But you're going to step into the life in the right moment, in the right time. And we're going to stand beside you and celebrate when those lives are changed because of what Jesus is doing in and through. So I'm sorry if I get a little pumped up today. I'm excited. I mean, I, I, I don't know if we will, but I'd love to hit 50 this year. I don't know how, but we'll see. Could you imagine? Come on. That's so good. I love what I love what Martin Luther King said. He said, everyone can be great because anyone can serve. Anybody can be great because anybody can serve. It may be it may be joining the dream team and, and helping us pull trailers or 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 high five in or helping us set up pipe and drape come on like like it may be serving the kids and and loving on kids you know the people that are serving kids right now they're serving kids and giving them jesus but they're doing that while you're in here to be able to hear about jesus and 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 experience the lord in here in your own way i think it's pretty cool it's pretty cool that we don't have to have them right in the back distracting us, but they're in, they're, they're, in a, they're in a hallway at the end of this hallway and they're getting loved on, man. They're getting Jesus. Come on, they're, they're learning about Jesus. I love it when my kids come home and they're talking about Jesus. My, my daughter just last night said, said something. She's ah, what'd she say? She said, Coco always says, the two, the two best days of your life is the day you were born and the day you figure out why you are born. My daughter, who's nine years old, is talking about what she's learning in kids ministry. Come on, like, like another kid came home the other day just a couple weeks ago and 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 talked to his parents and said hey I, I need to know about my purpose mom I'm not talking about a 14 year old I'm talking about a six-year-old saying I, what what is it about my purpose well what was I created to be and to do and they're learning that in kids at six and your babies are being loved on and their diapers are being changed amen And they're being prayed over. And we're pumping them full of Jesus. Because anybody can be great because anybody can serve. And maybe your gift is giving and maybe your heart is to give. And can I tell you, if, if you haven't started to give to this church and you call it home, there's really no pressure. But dude, I'm just telling you, when you give, it's going to stuff like this. It's changing this city. It's changing our world. So
So we have a great opportunity to change our world some more, to change this city some more. And I want you to see this video real quick. We will walk with you, stand with you, pray with you, believe with you, and let you know that at the end of the day, we're going to be here. people far from God experience new life in Christ. Listen, we're going to give you Jesus, baby. We're going to love you. We're going to let you know you can do it. That God's got a plan and a purpose for you. Jesus said, you know the same. Four months between planting and harvest, but I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. Yeah. So, so I told you, I told you, if, if, if you follow me on social media, I said, hey, we got huge news coming today. Some of you thought the, the, the giving was huge news. It was huge news, but that's not the huge, huge news, okay? Uh, it just keeps getting better, all right? So, um, so this, this school is going under construction, uh, starting as soon as school is out. And uh, so we've been notified by the school district, and they said, hey, uh, we want you to know that we hope you've loved Spillane, but for the summer, you can't be in Spillane. And uh, we were like, well, that's really, uh, that, that's, that's really sweet of you. Uh, if you don't know our story, we started off in, in, a, in Keith Elementary in, in the Fairfield area. And then we've come here and we've been here for about a year. And uh, really, this May marks a year. And, um, and we're getting to move again. We don't have to move. We get to move. Come on, is your, is your glass half full or half empty? And so... So on, on June 9th, we're going to start new services in our new summer location at Goodson Middle School, right down the road from here. It's like two miles from here. We stay in the same area, but can, can I tell you, um, I'm really pumped about this because there's things that you maybe don't know, uh, but God's working out the details behind you when you don't know God's working out the details, you know what I'm talking about? There's things in your, in your own life that God's doing and you don't even know he's doing, but when you get to that point, you're like, wow, you're doing all of this and I didn't even realize it. And so here's a couple of things. Next Sunday, everybody say next Sunday. Next Sunday is our last Sunday in this building. Next Sunday, all right? next Sunday. I want that to sink in, all right? Next Sunday. Sunday, 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 all right? Like, next Sunday is our last Sunday in this building for the summer. June 2nd, okay? Here's the deal. June 2nd, the reason we can't be in this school is because they are stripping the floors of the stage and in the gym and the fumes that it, that's in the, in the building is like, makes everybody high, okay? And we, you know, we don't want you to get, get high, okay? And so, um, so we can't be here. But 
at the same time, they're doing the same thing at Goodson Middle School. So on June 2nd, we can't be at, at Goodson Middle School either. Uh, and so we were left with a dilemma. What do we do? Do we go to another school for one week? Do we not have church? Do we, like, like what do we do? And so I, I, this is what we decided to do. And we'll have all the details hopefully by next Sunday for you. But the first Sunday of June, June 2nd, we are going to have something like party in the park or a block party, all right? And, and we're gonna, we're gonna, that day, that day is not gonna be, if you're a dream team and you show up at seven, we're not showing up at seven that day. Come on, somebody. Like, hey, come on, we're, we're gonna show up like around 11. And, and we're, gonna, we're gonna be at a park or we're, we're trying, can I, I'll just be honest, it may not work out, but I'm gonna be honest. I'm, we're trying to be at Goodson. We're trying to be, we can't use the inside of the school, but we may could use the out. Can we use the outside of the school? That's what we're asking right now. And so I try to have all the details, but, but they didn't give it to me. So I'm having to wait. But we're trying to be at the school. We want to have a block party. We want, have, we want to make like an outreach. The people in the area, people that, are, that, that live around this area, the, the 18,000 people in the, in the 6,000 homes that live right in that vicinity, that service, that school, we want to let them know, hey, we're here at this school now. Come on, like, like we exist so people far from God experience new life in Christ. You're jacked up? Dude, that's amazing. So are we. Come with us. Like, it's going to be an amazing ride. Like, like your marriage is broken, that's cool. We know we know how to help you. Come on, your finances are wrecked, that's awesome. We'll walk through you and help you with the budget. Come on, like, like you need some important decisions, you need somebody to help you with wisdom. Like there's somebody smart in this church, way smarter than me, that can help you, like give you some wisdom to whatever may be going on. You're hurting? Man, we'll embrace you. Your life is broken, we'll, we'll be there to put, help pick the pieces back up with you. You're lost, then we're gonna put our arm around you and we're gonna, bring, we're gonna bring you to Jesus. We're gonna bring you to Jesus, not push you to Jesus. And so we have so many people that they maybe don't even know that we're at this school, but we're moving to another school so people far from God can experience new life in Christ. The new life that maybe you have already experienced. And so, June 2nd, we're gonna have a block party. We're gonna have a party somewhere. We're gonna do something. We're gonna have food and whatever. We're gonna, it's gonna be fun. The whole purpose of it is to be fun. I'm not preaching. I'm not like speaking, we're, we're not, it's just, it's, we're gonna, we're gonna try and connect with the neighborhood and people around. So, so that's why June 9th is our first Sunday at, um, at Goodson Middle School, June 9th. So we'll be, we'll be putting stuff on our website and our, and our social media stuff that you can follow. there's more people there's more people first timothy says this is a trustworthy saying and everyone should accept it christ jesus came into the world to save sinners so as paul talking says i'm the worst of them 
But God had mercy on me so that Christ Jesus could use me as a prime example of his great patience with even the worst sinners. Then others will realize that they too can believe in him and receive eternal life. All honor and glory to God forever and ever. He is the eternal king, the unseen one who never dies. He alone is God. So what does God want in return from us, from you? I believe Rahab would say all he wants to do is, God wants to sign his name in your story. So thank him. So thank him. So that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to thank him. We're going to thank him for what he's done. We're going to thank him for what he's doing. We're going to thank him for the people that we're about to reach that maybe we, we couldn't reach because we weren't in that location. Come on, it's the beauty, the beauty of being portable. We can have church anywhere. Come on. Like it be outside, inside. It could be wherever. Like it doesn't matter. And what matters is that we come together. We love each other and we love people. Lifting up the name of Jesus. So God, we thank you. We thank you that even though we didn't know this was going to happen, God, you knew way back when, Lord, you were writing our story. You were writing the story of Hope Rising and you knew in June of 2019, we were going to have to change schools again. And what may seem like a setback sometimes, God, I believe is just a setup, God. Lord, you're just interrupting, God, with, 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 with our, our plans. You're saying, no, 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 I, I got you. And so, God, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for ordering our steps. Thank you, Lord, for providing a way. Thank you for providing, Lord, uh, a way to reach more people, God, to, to bring them Jesus, to bring hope into this world. Lord, thank you, Lord, for, for providing a way to let people know that when they're broken and when they're hurting and when they're lost and confused and down and out, that there's a church that will stand beside them. There's a church that will walk with them. There's a church that will wrap their arms of love around them and say, it's going to be okay. Like, you may not feel it right now, but it's going to be okay. You may be hurting, but it's going to be okay. And we will walk with you and love you and support you all the way. So, God, we thank you. We thank you for provision, and we thank you for the generosity of this church. And we thank you, Lord, that we get to go to a different location and tell more people about your son, Jesus. Because if it had not been for Jesus, where would I be? Where would I be? And if it had not been for Jesus, where might you be? for joining us in the Hope Rising podcast. Visit us online at hoperising.co. If you're in the Cypress, Texas area, we would love to connect with you on Sundays, 10 a.m. at Spillane Middle School. Thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful week.